Hey, everyone, and welcome to Chef AJ Live. I'm your host, Chef AJ, and this is where I introduce you to amazing people like you who are doing great things in the world that I think you should know about. Well, today is the first Friday of the month, which means it's time for Plant Fueled with Dr. Nikki Davis. She is going to be demonstrating how to make a delicious, healthy, vegan oatmeal raisin cookie and answering viewer questions. Please welcome her to the show. Nice to see you again. Nice to see you. I always look forward to these first Fridays when I get to chat with you and make some yummy food. And of course, my husband is like, all right, what are you making today that I get to eat later? I'm like, cookies. He's like, oh. <laughs> cookies. <laughs> cookies are great. Right? Yeah. You always got to have a little sweet treat here and there. What's nice about cookies is they're kind of automatic portion control. Absolutely. And, you know, um, one of the things that I do when I make these is, or any kind of healthy cookie recipe is I will freeze the dough after I've made a batch, just so that I'm not, if, if you make too many all at once, then you tend to eat them all at once. So make as many as you want at a time, and then just take out a little piece of dough, cook a couple of them. And then that way that also helps. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, compared to like regular cookies that you'd find like Oreos, I mean, these are so healthy. They really like eating food. Yes. Yeah, exactly. And, um, you know, and I know that my son is going to be a little bit different because he's grown up this way. Um, but he annihilates these just like a kid would annihilate a, a, a regular cookie, like you said, like an Oreo or something. Um, he doesn't really look at it as a healthy cookie. It's just a cookie. And you know, and sometimes I will add a few little chocolate chips or um, a couple pieces of walnuts um, to just make it a little bit more decadent. But that's, of course, you know, depending on what people want, you don't have to add that. Um, the recipe I'm going to make today is really it's based on a Kathy Fisher straight up food uh, cookie recipe that is available online for free. Um, but I've tweaked mine a little bit. So I make mine a little bit lower fat by substituting the almond butter for applesauce. Uh, and then instead of raisins, because I'm one of those that feels like raisins don't belong in cookies, <laughs> um, we do a, a couple of chocolate chips and a couple of walnuts on top. So uh, just to make it the way that we like it. Do you dislike all raisins or, or cause I, I don't care for the dark raisins. They have a kind of a weird taste to me, but I love yellow raisins. You know, I enjoy raisins like in a salad um, and actually just eating raisins on their own. I'm okay with, but for some reason, if it's something that's supposed to be sweet, uh, I'm not a fan. So I don't know. I like dates. <laughs> do, you like, do you like grapes? From which I do like, I do like grapes. I do. I love grapes. Yeah. But somehow the shriveled grape is just not as delicious to me when it's in something. <laughs> That's funny to each is when people want right. to eat raisins instead of chocolate chips. They certainly are welcome to. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, okay. So I, I think you have in the show notes, the recipe I that do? I'm using. And it is, like I said, it's very similar to Kathy Fisher's recipe, but I've subbed out a couple of things um, so the first thing is what we're going to be using to sweeten the cookies is just dates. And, um, so, and I'm actually going to be making a double batch. Uh, and the reason I'm doing that is not only if you're already going to be making it, why not just make more? And then, like I said, you can put it in the freezer for later. But the other thing is part of the, the wet ingredients get blended. And I find that the more you have in the blender, the easier it is to blend. So if you have too few ingredients in there, it's, it's more difficult. So by doubling the recipe, you just make sure that it's a little bit easier to blend that. Um, but I have, so the ingredients uh, in this cookie, we're gonna start with the dates. And these are the, and I don't know if I'm saying this right, but Deglet Noor dates. Deglet Noor, yeah. Oh, great. Um, and the ones that I use, I think I just get these at Costco. It, they're organic. I love them. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I just stick them in the fridge. I, I think they probably just last longer that way. But uh, what I did was I, so the recipe calls for 22 to 24. So I doubled that and then you have to chop them up. And then something that also makes it easier to blend is uh, to put water over the top of the dates for at least 15 minutes to help soften them up. So it's just easier to blend. So, um, so I did, you know, I think I ended up doing 48 dates, chopped them up. 
And then they ended up, these ones, I think I ended up soaking for probably an hour. Um, and so they're nice and soft and ready to be blended. So those are ready to go. Um, and then we're gonna be using some oat flour uh, and then just some regular oats. These are the, um, these are actually thick cut, uh, which I like for the cookies, uh, just a little bit more hearty. And that's, it <clears throat> looks like Red Mill is the brand that I use. So it's just extra thick rolled oats. So I've got those and then we're gonna be using, and then just some baking powder, some cinnamon, uh, unsweetened applesauce, vanilla. And you know, most people use vanilla extract. I really like just ground vanilla bean powder. So Me that's what too. I'm gonna be using, really. Too, I, th I think it tastes so much better. And yeah, it's yeah. Yeah, so I'm gonna be using that um, and I'll, I'll share with you um, where I got mine from. And then, uh, and then if you would like <clears throat> some walnuts and then chocolate chips. And I think I put on the recipe grain sweetened and you can find grain sweetened chocolate chips. The ones that I found are actually date sweetened. Where, um, where and, can you find them? Tell me about it. Cause I, I, gosh. I, yeah, the ones that I bought are, I actually just bought at Smith's. So it's Kroger. Um, but this is the brand that I, you know, and, and it just kind of depends on what I find at the time, but it's, H-U, I think, who? I have seen those at Sprouts. Where have you seen grain sweetened ones, though? Because they used to have them called Sunspire years ago. Yes. I haven't seen them for many, many years now. And I think that those are still available if you buy them online. Um, I think you can buy them on Amazon. But yeah, those, are, those ones I haven't been able to find for a while. So this is kind of our go-to recently are these. Um, but yeah, uh, just dates and then vanilla bean. So these are a good option. And I really like these because they're kind of thin. They're like really skinny. And so what I do is instead of putting the chocolate chips in the batter and stirring it around, I just put them on top so that you've just got a few on top. You don't need a lot of them. I mean, really a little bit goes a long way if you're just looking for the flavor of the chocolate. So, okay. So the first thing I'm going to do is, so we've already done the first step, which is soak the dates. And then I've drained off the water from the dates. And it actually makes this beautiful date soaked water uh, that's gonna be sweet. And, you know, after doing this by making these cookies, I thought there's probably other recipes that you could use this almost like sweetened water um, to help with other recipes. But um, that's gonna be something that we'll use to help, uh, you know, with the wet ingredients in these. All right, so I've drained off the water. I've saved a little bit for the mix and then, um, you're supposed to preheat your oven to 350. I'm just using my toaster oven because if you've watched the show before, you know that I don't have an oven. So this is what I use is my Breville. Um, and it works great. I've been able to cook lots and lots of different things in it. Uh, we are working on remodeling our kitchen. So someday, someday we will have a real oven. Um, but in the meantime, the Breville, it is an air fryer. It bakes. Um, it's actually big enough. We'll make uh, personal pizzas and we can just make our own little pizzas and put them in there and it works great. Uh, I've cooked Thanksgiving dinner in it. So uh, it, it's a good option if you don't need a huge oven. Um, but I'm going to wait to preheat it because it really doesn't take very long for me. Maybe in a regular oven, it might take a little bit longer. And then um, I just use my, uh, it's a little tray that uh, comes with it and then just put parchment over the top and I reuse the parchment a couple of times probably two or three times based on what I'm making um, you know we'll do air fried potatoes I make my own air fried corn chips we'll air fried tofu um, so we use it for a lot of things uh, okay so we are going to first start by mixing our dry ingredients so I have uh, oat flour here and one of the things that Kathy Fisher's recipe, um, she has you actually make your own oat flour in the food processor, which I've done before and it's easy, um, but I also have oat flour. So if you're looking for something a little bit more simple, you can buy oat flour. And this is three cups because it's double the recipe. I'll put that in there. And then we're also going to add our oats. Oh, sorry, that's not three cups. That's um, three cups of oats. And then uh, the oat flour, I put on there three quarter to one cup um, because you kind of want to start with the lower end of the flour and then just depending on how uh, wet or dry your mix ends up being, maybe adding in a little bit more flour if you need to. So that ended up being 
uh, let's see, I did one and a half cups of the flour. So one and a half cups of the flour and then three cups of the rolled oats. And then we are going to add in our baking powder and cinnamon. So the baking powder is, like I said, this is double. So this is gonna be four teaspoons. And AJ, I know I always talk to you about my son and him playing baseball uh, and how I've become a big baseball fan. I know you're not really into sports, but I, I wasn't either until, of course, I started watching my 10-year-old play baseball all the time. Uh, but he had a game last night that they won, and uh, it was fun because they almost lost. And they, were, they had two outs. And so for people who know baseball, two outs and... Um, they were down by one run and at the end of that inning it would have been over and the other team would have won well my son augie got up to the plate and uh he had two strikes on him so it was one more strike and the game was over and we would have lost well he he hit the ball um got it into the outfield and was able to get to first base and that started kind of a a two out um rally where we were able to get a few more runs in and then we ended up winning the game. So very proud of him last night. So we had a lot of fun uh, going to that game last night. Yay. I, I love your, your <laughs> name is Augie. I love that name. Yeah. So it's, uh, it's actually August, like the month, um, but Augie for short. That is the cutest. I have a friend named Augie. I just love that name. There was really? a couple, when I was growing up, there was a cartoon called Augie Doggy and Daddy Doggy. And I just, I love the name. Oh, that's cute. I've never heard of that. Yeah, really cute. Like this, the father. It was very cute. I wonder if it's available anywhere. Anybody remember that show? You got to be in your 60s to remember Augie Doggy. That's funny because we, we've called him Augie Boggy for short in the past. Okay. All right. So now I'm going to add in my cinnamon. which ends up being about two teaspoons. You, you know that whole debate about Cassia versus Saigon, you know? No, I don't. Oh, I don't know. Dr. Gregor talks about it. I guess there's one that's healthier and you shouldn't eat too much of the other. I don't, I don't pay attention. Oh, oh, Cylon. Yeah, because the Cylon, um, there's, I think, some data that supports that being used to help with cholesterol and I think maybe even blood pressure improvement. Um, what is mine? Coronese? I don't know if that's one that he's talked about. <laughs> I just think the Saigon, I think it's the Saigon, the one that I get at local spice. Oh, Saigon. One of them just tastes better. It's like sweeter and just hmm. delicious. Yeah, I think there must be several kinds because yeah, I've got another one in my pantry that's the Cylon. So it's C-E-Y-L-O-N, if I'm saying that right. Um, but yeah, that one, I guess, has some data behind it. And I think that that came from nutritionfacts.org with Dr. Gregor. I think he um, talks about Cylon cinnamon for that. Okay, so we've got our dry ingredients, the oat flour, the oats, the baking powder, and the cinnamon. We've got that all mixed up. So now the next step is to pour the water off the dates, which we've done. Um, and then we're going to do, um, we're gonna put the dates into the blender along with some other ingredients. Have you ever made oatmeal cookies? I, I have a recipe. It's just bananas and oats. So there's not even dates. It's very low calorie density. It's really good. Oh, I love that. And, and then maybe and some vanilla. Yeah. yeah. Vanilla and then raisins. I think we have made that. Yeah. That's a really good option. Really easy. Yeah. I really love oats in cookies. I think it just makes it nice and hearty. It, it like you said, it kind of makes it like a little meal. Okay, um, so let's see. So we've got our dates. Now we're going to add in some unsweetened applesauce. And this one I just got from Smith's. So it's just a simple truth, organic unsweetened applesauce. And uh, I think the recipe calls for a half a cup. So I'm going to do one cup of that.
How's it going with the, I mean, it's the same company, but it's different ownership, right? Uh, yeah. So our telehealth company. Yeah. So, uh, so plant-based telehealth, uh, you know, was started in 2020 and we were recently acquired by a company called Love Life and Love Life is um, going to end up being kind of a, not only some uh, in-person brick and mortar facilities for wellness, um, but also some cafes, restaurants, um, and then the telehealth. And so they purchased plant-based telehealth to kind of help expand their medical offerings. And uh, so we kind of are the same as what we were doing before. We're still offering the exact same services. Um, you know, the website is just love life, love.life slash telehealth um, instead of plant-based telehealth. Um, but uh, yeah, it's the, it's the same, you know, the pricing's the same, um, but uh, you can just choose any of our lifestyle medicine doctors to see, and we're in all 50 states in DC. Uh, so yeah, it's really exciting. In fact, um, they just had a press release come out um, that they are opening up uh, the first cafe in LA. So it's called Love Life Nourish. Um, so that's really exciting. So they just had their kind of opening night uh, a couple nights ago. Wow. But can you get medical yeah. care there? Not at the restaurant, but, uh, but soon in the same area, they will have that available. Yep. So that's what they're working towards. Wow, too bad I left LA. It's at uh, it's on Venice <laughs> Boulevard. It, oh yeah, yeah. That's fantastic. yeah. I'm excited. The next time I go, I'm really excited to try it out. That All right, I'm just gonna put some vanilla in here as well. And okay, so if you're using extract, it's gonna be a little bit more. So one and a half teaspoons of extract, and then I do half of that to use the bean. Um, so three quarter teaspoon, but because I'm doubling it, I'm going to do one and a half of the ground. And um, it just, yeah, it's just like this ground vanilla powder. And uh, the one I got, I actually bought this on Amazon. It's back to flavors.com. B-A-K-T-O. Nice. But I think you can, I don't know. I don't know if you can buy it in a regular store. I, I feel like I've tried to find it and it's kind of hard to find at just a regular grocery store. But I agree with you, AJ. Yeah, I really the like the, the regular grocery flavor. store. The, the ones at the regular grocery store, they're often white, which means they're bleached and they often have mm. sugar. Gotcha. Yep. Yeah. Ground vanilla beans is all that's in here. And it, and it lasts a long time because you don't have to use so much. Okay, so we've got our applesauce, our vanilla, our dates, and then we're going to put in, um, so two tablespoons of the dough, or sorry, date-soaked water. Uh, so I'm gonna put in four. And there's a chance, uh, kind of depending, you might have to add in a little bit more, so we'll see. But I usually like to try to give this a little bit of a mix, help out the blender a little bit when it's kind of thick like this. You could also use a food processor. You don't need a blender necessarily. And honestly, you, you don't necessarily need to blend this either. If you've already chopped up the dates and you don't mind them being a little bit, um, you know, big chunks of it in your cookies, you could do it that way too. just kind of depends on your preference. And you're just gonna blend this until it's nice and smooth. That's mostly just getting the dates broken down. All right. That's a cool one. That's a really cool blender you've got there. 
Yeah, it's so this is a blend tech and it's the kind of professional version. Um, you know, with the cover, it just helps with the noise. Yeah, that, they have so. that like Jamba Juice type places. Cool. Right, right. Yeah, I like it. Okay, so that's looking pretty good. You know, even if you have a few little tiny chunks of dates, that's not a big deal. Um, but for the most part, this is nice and smooth. I don't know, but you can kind of see it from the side there. Um, but yeah, it's a nice and nice and smooth kind of, um, you know, like a date paste almost. Okay, and so then we're going to take our wet ingredients and then add it into our bowl of oats and oat flour. And I really like this, by the way. Um, I'm a smoothie person. I like to have smoothies um, sometimes for breakfast. And so I really like this thin spatula to be able to kind of scrape out, um, not only for stuff like this, but also for smoothies as well. Um, but yeah, so if you don't have a, a good blender spatula, I, I would suggest getting something like that. So I bet you're having really nice weather there in California now, aren't you? Yeah, well, it was 90 and then it rains. It's so confusing up here in Northern California. <laughs> the well, I mean, I guess that's good. You get hot and then it cools you off. What I liked about the desert is it was always hot all the time. There was no variation, no rain in three years. Unbelievable. Very wow. consistent. You always knew it was either hot. Or <laughs> so do you miss that part of it then? It's just being I, hot all I the do, time? I do. I did prefer being hot all the time rather than being yeah. cold a lot of the time, but you know, yeah, it's a trade-off. We've got such great vegan community up here. So, you know, I, I know you were talking about that last time. I'm so jealous that you have that. I think that's one thing that, um, you know, you can join online groups and things like that, and you can feel like you're part of the community, but there's nothing like being able to meet people in person and, and share yummy plant foods. And, you know, that's something that is, I mean, we've got plenty of vegan groups around in Salt Lake, but, you know, not a lot of people getting together that are really eating the way that I do. Yep. Well, did you just, right. did you ever start a meetup group up there? No, no. No, I, I've thought about it. I've thought about at least starting something, um, you know, maybe a potluck group or something like that or a walking group. Cause I really like to walk. Well, you know, they have that thing walk with a doc. I know. I, and actually one of our other doctors at Love Life Telehealth, um, Dr. Colin Zhu, he just recently signed up with that. And so I was asking him about it, um, you know, how to get about doing that. So that's something that I've been looking into because I'm walking anyway. And why not walk with other people and just get to talk about this lifestyle, which, you know, it's one of those things that uh, I got the reason I got into it. I couldn't stop talking about it. And I just was so excited about it. And, you know, left my engineering career to go into medicine so that I could talk to people more about it. So that's what I get to do every day is just talk about it. Nice. Well, you could, also better do, than that. you could also do dine with the doc. Ooh, I like that. Yeah. So doing like, because, uh, you know, going to restaurants is not easy, um, but maybe finding a place where they would be willing to service the kind of food that we want or maybe a potluck yeah if you do one or either of those um so the idea is that when you're mixing this you're basically just mixing in the dry until you don't see the flour anymore that oat flour but these are looking really really good i think it's a good good amount of uh water good amount of flour Let's see here. And gosh, yeah, that's, that's basically it. And then of course, our last two ingredients are optional, but um, I mean, these cookies are delicious just the way they are. Date sweetened, oats, filling, you know, like you said, this could be something that you could use, um, you know, just bring a couple of them to work to help with just snacks during the day or something like that. Um, but if you want it to be a little bit more decadent, something kind of fun, a little celebration or something, um, you can add a couple of walnuts on the top and then a couple of these chocolate chips we were talking about. So I've got those in here too. So we will do that. And, and like I said, I don't mix them in. I just add them on the top because you really don't need 
need that much. All right, this is looking really yummy. You can see that. All right, and so um, what I end up doing is I will, I'll just take kind of like a bigger spoon. I recommend doing maybe about a tablespoon worth. Uh, and then I just put it in here, squash it down a little bit. I'm just gonna kind of flatten it out and then grab a cup, you know, one or two pieces of the walnut, a couple of chocolate chips, and then I just throw them on the top. It's kind of the idea of, you know, if you're trying to minimize salt, um, kind of the way Dr. McDougall recommends is don't add it to your food um, while you're cooking. But if you find that you need a little bit, uh, you know, to make this way of eating more sustainable for you, just add a little sprinkle over the top of the food. And that way it's like the first thing that is on your mouth that you taste um, and you know, and then it helps you enjoy your, your food more. If, if maybe this way of eating is a little bit new for you, you might need to do something like that. Um, but it's the same idea with this is you just, you don't need very much, but it's going to be the first thing that, that you taste as you bite your cookie. And you've frozen these, right? Uh-huh. Yep. Yeah. And you can do it. You can either um, actually even prepare them. So like what I'm doing now, uh, if you have a way to freeze in your, you know, in your freezer with them being flat already, and then you can just take them out and do that. Um, or you can just freeze the dough itself and then um, take out little chunks of it and, um, and then let it thaw. You know what I love to do with oatmeal uh, cookies and somebody brought them to the potluck is I take banana and ice cream and I make ice cream sandwiches out of them. <gasps> that sounds amazing. It's really good. Yum. I, I'm so impressed that you can make the most delicious ice cream, nice cream using just bananas. I remember the first time I tried it. I just, I couldn't believe it. I thought this, you know, the texture of it, it's just so good. And all it is is bananas. You have the Ninja Cream yet? I don't, I know. I've, I've seen all about it. I have the uh, Yonanas, um, which I got a long time yeah, ago. For a, small, for a small family or a small amount, that'll work. Yeah, it, it's been good so far. Um, but yeah, otherwise, if I didn't have that, I probably would have gotten the, the Ninja Creamy because it looks like it's really great. So you've tried the Yonanas? I had it for, uh, but I gave it to Dr. Lyle. It's just because I make so much. It's, it's just, it's not strong enough for when you're really making it for a lot of people, you know? Got it. Got it. So, um, but is it, is the texture about the same? Um, no, the Ninja Creamy is more like scoopable, whereas the Onanas is more like soft serve. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Um, and each of the, so, uh, one recipe, you know, I did a double, so mine's going to make a, a lot more, but they should make about nine cookies. And it kind of depends on how big of cookies you make, but. It sure does smell good with the vanilla, the cinnamon. It's very, it's a very nice smell in here, even though I haven't started cooking yet. I realized after I'd already decided to make these cookies on the show today that it's um, Cinco de Mayo today. Oh yeah, you should have made something, something, uh... Yeah. Well, maybe I'll do it next time. Um, one thing that we really like to make are um, in frijoladas. Have don't you had those? I don't think I know what that is. Um, I hope I'm saying it right, but they are basically um, corn tortillas that are dipped in a black bean that's been uh, blended. So you get black beans and you just like blend them into a sauce um, and you can add stuff to that, I guess, if you want. I don't think that we do, if I remember right. Um, 
but then you heat up this like black bean sauce and then you dip the corn tortillas in there and then you just fold them over and lay them on a plate. And so you've got this kind of like corn tortilla, black bean stuff on top. And then you can add salsa on top, you know, onions, uh, avocado, whatever you want. Um, but they're so good and so easy. And, um, and actually the way that I had found out about them was uh, we were camping in Montana and because we have an only son, he's always looking to find friends to play with when we're traveling. And so we found this family with some young kids. And of course, they were looking at our kale salad like, oh, that's an interesting choice for when you're camping is to be eating this big kale salad. I'm like, yeah, well, you know, we're, we're vegan. And, and so they said, oh, you know, we love this recipe that could totally be made vegan. And so they told us about it. And so we tried it and it was, it was really, really good. I mean, really simple to make. Yeah, it sounds good. Yeah. So maybe I'll maybe I'll make that for the next one. Okay, so let's see. I ended up making 11 cookies and still got a ton of this stuff left. And I'm going to bake it at 350. And it only takes about 13 or 14 minutes. Um, so it's pretty quick, but you do need to watch them because um, they're a little bit more difficult to tell when they're done um, compared to other cookie recipes that, you know, have like the standard things in them. Um, and because of the oats and everything, they're kind of lumpy. So it's just kind of hard to tell. So you just have to watch until they get a little bit brown. And then you can decide if you want it to be a little bit softer or a little bit crispier, cook it a little bit longer, a little bit shorter. Um, but I usually find that about, you know, 13 minutes or so is good. Um, you know, of course that's gonna be different based on your oven and where you live and everything. Um, but yeah, so pretty simple. And then um, they are really delicious. So we will wait for these to cook. And then um, you mentioned that there might be some people with questions. Yeah, people sent in so we can questions. answer some questions. Yeah, a real doctor. So people send in, <laughs> in advance. And Brenda, right, I'm just going to set my timer here while you're doing that. Sorry. Sure. Uh, Brenda says, Dr. Davis, can you share some information on oxalate containing vegetables and the dangers or benefits? I'm hearing a lot of conflicting information about which ones contain oxalates, cooking these leafy greens and detriments to the body. So I have not heard that oxalates are bad. Um, so leafy greens have oxalates in them. And um, it's something that is used in your arteries to help your arteries function, be able to um, dilate and constrict. So um, I have not heard that that's bad. I don't know if that's something that's going around that, that that's something bad to have. But um, one of the things that I always talk to my patients about is the importance of getting lots of leafy grains. Leafy grains are something that I try to get into my family's diet every single day. And that's why I love uh, smoothies in the morning because I just throw in some greens, some berries, banana, a little bit of plant milk, some ground flaxseed, and my son has some really good nutrition to start out the day. Um, so leafy greens, um, they are extremely nutrient dense, extremely calorie dilute. Um, so it's a really, really great uh, way to get really good nutrition um, with very few calories. Um, but with the oxalates, um, yes, they have oxalates in them, but I have not heard that that is something to watch out for. And I would be curious to hear why people are saying that. But, uh, but yeah, so that's kind of my, my two cents on the subject. Okay, so write us back and tell us what you've heard, Brenda. This is from Jill. Dr. Davis, do you think a plant-based diet could help with dark spots on the skin? We had Dr. Krant yesterday. That would have been a good question for her as well. She's a plant-based dermatologist. So asking if what helps on the skin with the a skin? A plant-based diet would help oh. with spots on the skin. Um, not necessarily to make the dark spots go away. Um, I haven't heard of that, but um, it is like from what I understand, it's um, oxidized fat under the skin for the most part that's causing these kind of dark spots to appear over time. 
Um, some of those spots are also going to be just, um, you know, mel melanin. Um, so just kind of darkening areas of the skin. But ultimately, if you're talking about oxidation, then you're looking at eating something that has antioxidants in it. So that's going to be your dark leafy greens, dark berries, um, you know, anything that has like a nice dark, rich color to it uh, is going to be high in antioxidants. Um, so that is a way to have something in your diet that could help prevent that over time. Um, so that's, that's what I would say as far as just, um, you know, decreasing uh, the possibility of oxidation in the body, which leads to free radical formation. Thank you. Sure. This is from Kathy. Um, what is the best time to take a probiotic supplement on an empty stomach or with a meal and a full stomach? I'm trying to restore my gut after taking a five-day course of antibiotics. I'm also eating a high-fiber plant-exclusive SOS diet. I think they mean SOS-free. But... Right. <laughs> um, so I, you know, I used to counsel patients on using probiotics after um, taking antibiotics. Uh, the, the data is not super clear that that is beneficial. So I've stopped telling people to do that. And in fact, um, the best way to get probiotics is to eat foods that the bacteria in your gut like. And you know, if you want good bacteria in your gut, feed them good foods. And that's plant foods that are high in fiber. Um, so I would personally say, instead of doing the probiotic, just eat a lot of really good whole plant foods and a good variety of them. And that will help replenish your gut health. Okay. Thanks. You know, and by the way, these are looking really good. <laughs> that beep was that it was preheated, right? Yes, exactly. Yep. So it didn't take too long to preheat. So, okay. Let's see if you guys, uh, there, there weren't a lot set in, I'm looking for a few more, but you can ask them in the chat as well today because we're not, we don't have a million like we usually do. <laughs> and that's okay. I don't mind just chatting. Yeah. If we don't have any more. I'm wondering if I have any of my patients watching today, because I know I had a few this week that said that they might be tuning in. So please say hello. That would be your prescription for them. Yes. Absolutely. If you guys have any questions, please put them in the chat, put four question marks first so we can see them. Uh, somebody came late and wanted to know about your vanilla powder, but you got it on Amazon, right? I did. Yep. I bought this one on Amazon. Uh, it's just ground vanilla beans and that's it. So make sure you look in the ingredients because they might add some things, but uh, yeah. So it says on here, no sugar added, no color added, gluten-free, GMO-free, natural. Um, so the one that I found is Bacto Flavors LLC. So it's B-A-K-T-O flavors.com. Nice. Um, yeah. And I don't know, I'm assuming that they still sell this. I might even have a link to this on my website. Um, there's a, a section of my website that says store where I have Amazon links. It might actually be on there if you look. And local spicery sells one. I, Dr. Furman sells one. I mean, you just want to make sure that it's pure vanilla bean powder, not vanilla powder. Yes. It has stuff in it. I don't know right. if I this question. It's, uh, it, was, it was posed anonymously, but, you know, people are still talking about COVID, but uh, you can choose not to answer it. And I don't even know if you know the answer, but the, the question by an anonymous viewer is, have any unvaccinated whole food plant-based people died of COVID? I don't know how anyone would know that, you know? I don't know that. No, I don't. Yeah. I mean, I don't think they keep statistics like that, you know? I mean, there, there could possibly be a study out there that is, and I, and I feel like maybe that there was a study that was looking at diet and how that related to the severity of COVID. Um, but I don't know if it, if it looked at the deaths, I'm not sure. So I'd have to look at that. Right. And there's so many variables. They're talking, right. And they're talking about non-vaccinated. So that's even another um, you know, not just vaccinated, but non-vaccinated as well. And even people that are whole food plant-based, there's such a variety in the diet that they follow, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. Right. 
So Sandy says, Dr. Davis, do you sprout? I sprout and I eat two quarts daily. Is that too much? I think it depends on the sprout. I was told you shouldn't eat more than like a cup of broccoli sprouts a day. But what do you think about sprouting? Well, so I have not. I actually did buy a kit to start sprouting, but I haven't tried it yet. Um, but I do like sprouts on occasion. So sometimes I'll buy, um, I want to say I've seen them at Trader Joe's um, where you can just buy a little thing of sprouts. So I have done that. Um, I'm just watching these to see how they're doing. They're looking good. Um, I don't know. So do you know, um, AJ, why they want you to limit it to a cup? I, I don't, I, I, I'm going to look it up. I only for yeah. broccoli sprouts. I think I heard something maybe interesting, much sulfuraphane. Let's see in well. Mm. Uh, yeah. So I don't, I, I don't know um, how much would be too much. I, yeah, I'm not sure. Four quarts. It sounds like a huge amount. Did she say four or two? I said four quarts of sprouts a day. I mean, if you were eating leafy, leafy greens, getting a ton of those a day, but I, I don't know how the sprouts differ in that way. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure, but my, I would also be curious to know if you're eating that many sprouts. I mean, I guess it's, they're not super filling probably. So you're probably still eating enough other food, but that does seem like a lot. I mean, four quarts, because, you know, they have no weight. So that to me sounds like an like a, an extraordinary amount of food. Uh, no, she says four pints. Well, that's definitely less, you know? Yes, <laughs> that is less. Um, and I guess if you're thinking of a pint, um, you know, there's going to be a lot of air in there too with the sprouts. It's not like they're all squished down. So maybe it's not that much, but yeah, I don't, I don't know what the maximum amount should be of sprouts. I haven't really looked into it that much. Maybe there's an upper limit. Maybe somebody like Dr. Jed Fahey or Doug Evans would know that they've both been on this yeah. show. Uh, Melanie, yeah. Melanie would like to know what your stance on the shingles vaccine is. Um, so shingles, uh, so it's the same virus that causes chicken pox. So if you had chicken pox when you were younger, um, you have that virus laying dormant in your nerve roots in your body. Um, if you didn't know that, I'm sorry for telling you that. <laughs> it's a little bit creepy to know that you've just got a virus that's in there. I have it because I had chicken pox when I was a kid. Um, but now most kids are vaccinated for chicken pox. And, and actually that does um, make it to where they are less likely to get chicken pox or shingles as an adult. So um, the shingles vaccine is going to be for people who have had chicken pox uh, in the past. And you know, it, it's a vaccine that I do think is important because, um, you know, a lot of people will say, well, sh shingles is, um, it, it's a painful rash. Like what's the big deal? And it possibly can be. So, um, it is always going to be on one side of your body. Um, so if you have a rash, that's going like all the way across your belly, that's not shingles. It's going to be on one side or the other. So basically going down on one side. So um, if you get the rash on the side of your arm and it's painful, um, you can get treatment for that if you get treatment right away. Um, but a lot of people don't like the rash because it is painful, but then it can go away. So then people say, well, why, why would I get the vaccine? I don't want to take on the risks of the vaccine. But sometimes it can come on in places where you don't want it. So for instance, in your eye. So if, if you get the rash on your face, around your eye, um, it can cause issues with vision. Um, so I usually do recommend that people go ahead and get the shingles vaccine. And especially now because um, they've come out with a really good um, vaccine that is, um, that works really, really well. And you just have to get two shots. So, and these are almost done. Yeah, those are looking really good. So mine have browned up a little bit. So I'm going to go ahead and stop this. And it's been, um, it's been about 12 minutes. Um, sometimes what I'll do is, uh, just to kind of crisp things up is I will actually stop my oven and then just kind of let it sit in there for another minute or two. And that way it's not so hot, but it's still cooking it just a little bit. So I'll probably let that sit for just another minute. Yeah. Do you like them hot? Uh, yes. Um, but I find that these need to sit for a few minutes. So I usually let them sit and just kind of cool down for about five minutes, but yeah. I think a warm cookie is nice. 
Um, but they're really good when they aren't warm, you know, just as a, a nice treat. Yep. So Rob, who's watching live, says that high oxalate greens are a problem for people who have a propensity for calcium oxalate kidney stones. Right. Um, so that is true. However, what's interesting about that is if you try to minimize your um, oxalates through diet, it has not been shown to prevent people from getting the stones who are susceptible. So, um, so it's, it's kind of tricky on, on how to counsel people that way. I will say though, that for people who do have more propensity for getting kidney stones, that maybe you just want to focus on leafy greens that aren't as high in oxalates. So maybe um, not as much spinach, maybe a little bit more kale, something like that. Okay. All right. And there's a question. I just saw it. Okay. And I'm, while you're doing that, I'm just going to start looking at these. Well, your patient, Julie M is watching. She says you're fabulous. Oh, so nice. Oh, good. Okay. So I'm going to take one of these out and just kind of show you. Um, so these are looking perfect. And I'm going to walk around and show you just so you guys can see up close. Okay, there we go. So they're a little hot, but yeah, don't those look good? So, um, you know, very, um, very hearty. Uh, they got all those oats in there. So really, really delicious. Um, and they smell fantastic. You can still smell the cinnamon and the vanilla. They look beautiful, professional. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know about that, but, but yeah. And I used, uh, I hardly used any of these. So I think I put on the recipe about it. I wasn't sure how much because I always just kind of take them off and put them on. So I think I put um, a quarter cup of each of these, um, but I think I ended up using way less um, than a quarter, a quarter cup. So you can just kind of use them as you want. Okay, here's the question. I found it. This is a fun question from Bit. I'd like to know what the worst, most unhealthy thing that you allow that every once in a while naughty store-bought snack. A store-bought snack? Yeah, like what's the, what's the worst thing in your diet? I mean, I'd probably say maybe the chocolate chips. Um, I, I tend to run a pretty tight ship on my, in my house um, only because... I have a, a pretty good family history of heart disease. And I myself, if I'm not really strict with the amount of fat that is in my diet, my cholesterol goes up. So I'm, I would say I'm more strict than my husband. So sometimes he'll bring things in the home. Um, but I try to minimize that as much as possible because you know, AJ, like no matter how good we are and how, you know, whatever goals we have, when someone, when there's something in your home, it's really hard to stay away from in the moment when you're, you've had a long day or you're hungry or things like that. So um, there, I wouldn't say that there's anything specifically that's a snack that I buy that is um, an unhealthy one from the store. Um, yeah, I mean, I'll say the things that I try to minimize are gonna be uh, like nut butters, like tahini. So I do have tahini, but I'll use that sometimes to make gravy. Um, you know, and then of course, sometimes chocolate chips to make a chocolate chip cookie. Um, but most of my snacks I found. So when I was working with, uh, Dr. McDougall during one of his live-in programs back in 2016, they, they have, I mean, the amount of food that they give you while you're there is just, it's incredible. So you're never hungry, but then they also, in addition to feeding you three times a day, all this food, have a snack room that you can access anytime. And, um, some of the snacks they had in there were, crackers and uh they did like corn cakes kind of like a rice cake but with corn uh and so some of those same snacks uh, are still out there and available and so i will buy those sometimes um but of course they're all oil free um i'm really careful about trying to keep oil out of my diet as much as possible because um before i worked with dr mcdougall i felt like i was pretty healthy i will say i was probably almost 15 to 20 pounds heavier when I started working with Dr. McDougall, even though I was already uh, plant-based at the time. Um, and it really was getting rid of the oil for me that helped me 
um, lose the excess weight and also decrease my cholesterol. So for instance, while I was working with him um, during those, that 10 day program, my, uh, you know, the bad cholesterol, the LDL cholesterol dropped for myself 20 points. So it was very uh, educational for me to see that just by removing that high fat um, food like product of oil uh, really helped with my, my own weight and cholesterol. Great. Uh, Tamara says, my husband and I just started eating more whole foods and raw vegan during the day. I've been vegan for seven years. My husband gets super sleepy after lunch. He ate a big two liter green smoothie and a huge salad with raw cauliflower and broccoli. Could it be the detox or lack of salt or sugar? He was a junk food vegan before. So um, I will say that it's common for a lot of people to get a little, you know, a little sleepy in the afternoon. Um, I think probably before all of us were just working constantly and out and about that it was probably pretty common for people to take little naps in the afternoons. Um, but I would also say, instead of looking at the diet specifically, I would just look at the person in general, because I don't know anything about him, what other things could be causing this kind of fatigue um, to happen. So um, although there's a possibility it could be diet related, it's more likely that there's something else going on, like you're not getting enough sleep, um, maybe there's something going on that's not allowing you to sleep very well, some other health condition. Um, so that's what I would do is talk to a talk to a doctor, talk to some somebody about why they're having this fatigue. Great. Now I know we know you don't like raisins, but what about other dried fruits? Bit wants to know. Like, do you allow yourself to eat other dried fruits? I do. I won't say that I have them very often, um, but yeah. Absolutely. You know, so I used dried, um, you know, I have dates in the cookies today, so they're great for sweetening things up and they're actually really a good little snack to have on occasion. Um, I have some athletes that I help take care of as patients and they're looking for kind of a quick snack after a run and, you know, having some dried fruit, that's like a very quick way to get some good, uh, sugar, good glucose, uh, can be dried fruit sometimes. So it's not my favorite snack in the world. I don't eat them all the time, but occasionally. And Trader Joe's has a lot of good um, dried fruit, I found. Cool. Yeah. yeah. I like the, do you ever had the Bari date? B-A-H-R-I. That's my favorite. No. And where do you find those? Um, well, Date Lady sells them and you sometimes can get them at the stores in the desert or they were always available. They, they're really small and they're, there's not a lot of, I don't want to say meat, but you know, part to it, but they taste like a craft caramel. Yeah. Oh, that sounds yummy. And really I think you should say meat. Let's take that word back over, shall we? <laughs> <laughs> because yeah. it's something that we've used for a long time. Coconut meat, right? Uh, it shouldn't just be that that's what we that we call animal flesh. I think that we should start using that word uh, when we're talking about vegetables and fruit. You know, the, the, the meat of fruit. I mean, so I, I don't, I, I think that we should start saying that more. Okay. What's, <laughs> um, Stephanie says, do you ever go to theme parks like Disneyland with your family? And if so, what do you eat there? Uh, so we have not, um, when we go on vacation, we typically do, um, more camping, uh, you know, getting out in the outdoors more. Uh, so my son has not been to Disneyland or Disney world. So I, I know that it's becoming more vegan friendly, certainly, but my guess is that it's probably not very conducive to a plant exclusive diet. That's, you know, whole plant foods. Um, so I would probably just bring my own stuff and that might be very simple or as simple as bringing like a, a baked potato, honestly, something that's really filling, easy to bring along. Um, that's, that's usually my go-to is, is I will bake some potatoes, wrap them up in parchment, wrap, wrap that up in aluminum, and then just stick them in my pocket for a plane ride or things like that. Hmm, cool. And here's a question. What is your, from Michelle, what is your favorite go-to whole food plant-based meal? Um, well, okay. So that changes over time and it changes based on the season, but right now, 
my favorite one that, well, gosh, I would say, okay. So the, there was a soup that I made on your show, AJ, a couple of months ago. It's like, yeah. And we make that all the time because it's really, really simple. It's just rice noodles with um, bok choy. And sometimes we'll put some broccoli in there and some air fried tofu. And it's really, really simple, really easy to make and really filling and delicious. Um, So I would say that that's one of our family favorites right now. Um, But my, a lot of my go-to is potatoes, sweet potatoes, broccoli. Um, I really like brown rice, barley. So I try to keep things pretty simple and I'll do just, you know, maybe some sweet potatoes with some broccoli or just regular potatoes. Um, So yeah, I would say that potatoes are definitely my favorite food out there because you can make them so many different ways and they're delicious. Um, But yeah, that, I guess that would be kind of what I've been eating most recently. Uh, Do you like sweet potatoes too? I love sweet potatoes. (laughs) Do you have a favorite type of sweet potato? Uh, Not necessarily. No, I like them all. Yeah, me too. I love them. When are you going to take your kid to Disneyland already? Is that your question or somebody else's? I'm just wondering, the poor kid, what is he like, nine now? <laughs> He's 10. And it's about time. I mean, I went when I was. I know. No? I know. Well, and that was honestly, that's where we went on vacation when I was a kid and we loved it. But um, I don't know. We just really like being out in nature for our vacations. So when we're looking at planning a vacation, we're going to the national parks and we just love camping. Uh, but I have been thinking about that because he's 10. We're probably running out of time for him to be able to do something like that. So, um, that might be coming soon. We'll see. Take the poor kid to Disneyland. Okay. (laughs) One more question in the chat from Mateen. Does a vegan diet cause melasma? I don't think so. No. Um, so melasma is, um, kind of this darkening of the skin that can happen, uh, especially, with pregnancy. Um, and I have not ever heard that a vegan diet would cause that. I don't know how that would be related. Um, so nope, not, not as far as I'm aware of. Good. Well, thank you so much. This was a lot of fun and guys, you can see Dr. Davis uh, for a telehealth appointment in, is it 28 States now? Oh, I wish. Gosh, that would be expensive though. No, I'm in 12 states. Oh, 12. Sorry. Well, that's yeah. No, that's okay. Only (laughs) only 40 more to go. (laughs) There you go. Um, But if you go onto my website, drnikkidavis.com, D-R-N-I-K-I-D-A-V-I-S.com and just click on the book appointment. It'll list out all of the states that I'm licensed in. You can also go to the Love Life website. It's love.life slash telehealth. And if you look for me, so we have several doctors, but if you look for me, it'll also have a list of all the states that I'm in. Well, speaking of love life, we have a nice comment. Love Dr. Nikki Davis from one of the viewers. So thank you so much for coming. Well, thank you. It's been a pleasure. And I always like to share kind of what my life looks like, how I make this sustainable, because that's ultimately what matters is how how can you make this lifestyle and this way of eating something that you and hopefully your family can do for life? Uh, It's not about being perfect. It's about making it something that works and having something like this or like the soup that I make something that's really easy and simple. And um, you know, I love the way that I eat. Uh, I don't feel restricted. I don't feel like I'm being denied anything. Maybe in the beginning I felt that way because I don't know if I've ever told you, AJ, but I did a study abroad in France. And so at the time I was vegetarian. So I was eating all the cheeses that they had over there and I loved them. And so I would say that maybe in the beginning I missed that, but now it's repulsive to me. So it's very easy to stay away from that. And that's one thing that I will say is it gets easier as you go on and then it just becomes your daily life. It's not something you have to really think about anymore because you've kind of figured out your routine and what you like and what you don't like. Um, and that's part of the journey. So it's just, it's a trial and error and um, you've got to figure out for you how to make it something you can do for life. How do you be so calm? I want to be like you. <laughs> You're so chill. I love it. I'm so Am I? I think so. You've got just such a lovely, calm energy. You know, you, 
I'm like kind of frenetic. I just, maybe that's genetic. I'm frenetic. It's genetic. No. <laughs> anyway. Well, I think I always have been a little bit laid back and, and maybe that's part of it. Um, in fact, I had a friend in college who we were giving ourselves uh, an animal that people thought that we were most like, and I got the sloth. Oh my God. You know, I love sloths. A baby sloths, they're the cutest thing. Did you see that movie Zootopia where they, all the sloths yes. were DMV? I love sloths, though. I think they're just precious. Me too. So I don't mind being a sloth. <laughs> That's hilarious. Okay. Now on, from now on in the show, we'll, we'll see what animal every guest is. Well, thanks so much, Dr. And we will see you next month. Okay. Sounds good. Looking forward to it. Thanks. And thanks all of you for watching another episode of Chef AJ Live. If you come back at 2 p.m., not on my channel, but at The Real Truth About Health, I'll be doing a wonderful cooking demonstration. And if you come back tomorrow at 11 a.m., we have another fabulous doctor. It's called The Culinary Medicine Show with the chef doc, Dr. Colin Zhu, who works with Dr. Davis for Love Life Telehealth. And he's going to be making butternut squash and peas, curried butternut squash and peas in the Instant Pot. Take care, everyone. Happy Cinco de Mayo.